Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Where your dreams, season two, episode six. There's nothing worse than not than regretting not trying. And um, I feel like with social media being so so free for all and so accessible, like you don't have to just wait or expect to get a job through that regular avenue of being interviewed and getting a job. But you could be spotted via your work on Instagram or on, you could your Tumblr could be amazing or a blog and so on. I feel like it's really about like branding yourself. Hey dreamers, you are listening to Where Your Dreams, an amazingly inspiring podcast where we speak to the coolest girl millionaires, girl bosses and fashion entrepreneurs. If you've ever dreamed of creating your own business, then this podcast will give you all the tips, advice and inspiration to make it happen. Lego. Are you interested in starting a fashion brand? Well, WID School is the new digital school for fashion entrepreneurs. Sign up to receive your free business consultation call for your new fashion startup at bemigirl.com forward slash WID School. That's G-B-E-M-I-Girl.com forward slash WID School. Lego. Hey guys, welcome to season two, episode six. Today is a really, really um, exciting interview. I'm speaking to Debbie Shazania, and she's actually a magazine assistant at ASOS. So a bit different, not a um, what you kind of call the regular female entrepreneur. But what I loved about Debbie's story is she was working in an industry that wasn't fashion. And she realized that she didn't have a passion for her job. She didn't really want to work in that industry anymore. And so she decided to quit her job and go for her dream job working at ASOS. And so her story is really one that, you know, even though you may be trying to build a business or some of you might be, you know, interested in changing your career, then you absolutely love this because Debbie is so open with her journey and that transition to kind of quitting her job and and kind of having to start off as an intern. And, you know, now she's got a really cool job as a magazine assistant at ASOS and she's 
been getting some really, really cool opportunities. And it was just really inspiring to hear her story because it really made me realize that no matter what it is that you want to do, the key is, is to just go for it, whether it's starting a business, whether it's, you know, changing your career or starting a really cool project. It's so important to not ignore that kind of voice within um, and just absolutely go for your dream. So I think you'll really, really love to hear Debbie's story and how she kind of changed industries and quit her job. Um, I found it really, really inspiring and it really got me thinking about a lot of things that I want to do within my business. Um, So yeah, let me know what you think. Again, the sound was a not so great in this episode unfortunately but please 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 do stay on the interview because as I said Debbie drops so many so many value bombs as they say so I don't want you to miss out because of the sound but I promise this will not happen again sometimes you just can't control these things so as I always say subscribe 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 let us know what you think give us a rating and review and we will go into the show now bye guys Hey everyone, welcome to Wear Your Dreams. I'm Alice Alouiton, founder of BEMI, and today I have a very special guest. I'm talking to Debbie Shazania. Now, Debbie is an ASOS magazine assistant. She describes herself as a constant clothes hoarder, and she loves a good high heel. Debbie has worked at ASOS since 2011, and since then has styled in Coca-Cola print adverts for the ASOS magazine, modeled for ASOS campaigns, and is now an ASOS insider where she gets to post her her favorite pieces on Instagram and has gained a following of over 25,000 people. Debbie, welcome to the show. Hey, Alice. <laughs> now, I'm so glad that you're joining us today. And I've said a very short intro about you. So could you tell us a bit more about your personal life and background and how you got into fashion? Yep. So my name's Debbie, as you so rightly said. I, I work at ASOS, as you <laughs> as well. And my journey into ASOS has been a hmm, interesting one. Like I went to London College of Fashion and I studied fashion marketing, then went on to do a fashion studies degree. And then um, I actually took a different pathway in terms of career. I didn't go into a fashion job. But then I realized fashion was like my passion, as cliched as that sounded. And then I left that job job to or career rather to pursue a career at ASOS and four and a half years later here I am. So what um how come you didn't go into fashion after university? Um I think I, I found it like many other people, many mm. other graduates, it was quite hard to get into. Yeah. Like, fashion is quite a saturated industry already and like there wasn't opportunities like there is now like like Tumblr and Instagram so you couldn't really just create your own branding or do your own thing and get spotted it was really limited literally Mm. paper CV was all you really had and a portfolio like I don't think iPads or anything were big back then so yeah it was quite hard to get into yeah so so tell us about where you worked before then so once you finished uni where did you work for Okay, so once I finished uni, I was still, like, at Urban Outfitters. That's it's a store in the UK and I think in, in, in America as well. Mm. And then I left Urban 
to join the police. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I wasn't a police officer, so I wasn't patrolling or anything. I um, was a communications officer and I was based inside at, like, the, at the main like police headquarters in Collindale, North London. And um, I had to wear a uniform, which really sucked, <sighs> which, um, of course, I tailored and changed it to fit yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, so that's where I was before. Wow. <laughs> so how, what, at what point did you kind of decide that, right, I want to I wanna get back into fashion again? Um, I think it was probably about two years into the job. I just felt I can't do this job anymore. It's not. It doesn't excite me. It's not a joy. Like coming into work was like a dread. It was so fearful. Mm. And um, I just thought, nope, like, God, I need to just step out in faith and I need to just go back to what you initially put in my heart. Mm. Yeah. So tell us about that. Tell us about the steps you took to kind of you know, leave. I really want to hear this story about, you know, when did you quit? Like, how did that whole, what was that whole process like kind of from transitioning to working with the police to working for, you know, ASOS? Okay. So it wasn't an overnight success. Mm. It literally was a, a journey. And I was battling while at the police, whether I should leave without having a job or wait till I get a job, then leave. But with the police, it was really long 12-hour shifts, and they were, like, sometimes night shifts, so you're, it really messed up, like, my sleeping patterns and stuff. So I just decided to just leave the police and look for a job, mm, which is wow. what I did. And there I was thinking that, yep, God's going to give me a job one month later, and I'll be set. But then that didn't happen. <laughs> um, that one month turned into a whole year. And I was at where in which I was unemployed. However, within that year, a friend of a friend worked who was at ASOS, got me an internship on the magazine. Ah, oh, yeah. Amazing. And she really like I had never met this friend of the friend, and she really like put her life on the line for me to get the job. I, I call her my angel because she didn't know me and she risked I could could have potentially been someone who was really bad. But um so she got me an internship and I got I think I was at ASOS for about three weeks and I kept getting called back to help out. And um, I think like literally coming up to, it would have been exactly one year anniversary that I would have been unemployed. I was like, God, what do I do? Like I'm an intern. I'm not getting paid. I'm a bit older than everybody else. Do you want me to do fashion? Like I was literally crying to God. Like, what should I do? Like I'm, I'm tired. And then the next day, I got a call from ASOS and they had created a job that they wanted me to do. Oh, awesome. So I was just like, wow, God is so good. <laughs> the timing was just, just yeah, perfect. Yeah, it was just perfect. So talk to us a bit more about like that year, because I think, you know, a lot of girls yeah. out there, they kind of, they're not necessarily happy in the job that they're in. And I guess it is that kind of fear of, you know, what if things don't work out um, when I do quit my job? So I just kind of want you to talk through, I guess, what was going through your mind during that year that you were offered? How did you kind of keep yourself going and I guess not go back to having a regular kind of job in an industry that, you know, you didn't necessarily love? I'd love if you've got any advice on that. Yeah, I think looking back it, during the time is always the during. It was probably, it was quite hard because like um, 
you you left the I I had left a well-paying job and was now unemployed and I had I didn't know when or if I was going to get a job in the company of my dreams which was ASOS and I guess for me that's when my faith came into it like I would to be honest I even though I was asking God and trusting God I was still doubting and worrying and being quite stressed about it um but I thought I had made the right decision because I had to think about what do I want do I want to go back and to my old life or my old job knowing that I hadn't tried and I hadn't pursued and I hadn't taken the chance or do I want to at least take this step and if all else else fails just at least choose another career path and I think that was the sort of looking back I can say that was what kept me going that no like Mm -hmm. if it's well I guess to be honest I didn't ever think that oh I would never get a job in fashion I was like I'll just find something else like I'll just find something else that's the beauty of the fashion industry there's not just one job there's styling there's photography there's so much there's a spectrum of things so for me it was my faith that kept me going but um I think for any girls who are maybe in that same position now Mm -hmm. like there's so much more you can do while you're waiting like you can brand yourself through Instagram a Tumblr a blog you can market yourself like your Instagram is literally like your visual CD especially in 2016 with all these social platforms you could market yourself and brand yourself through your Tumblr through your blog through even Instagram use that as a visual CV Mm. and um use that to to put out there what you're interested in so if you want to go and go into fashion photography like express that through your instagram have a blog collate other photographers work who you like and who you appreciate and start taking pictures and building a portfolio portfolio up and um i would definitely say go for it I know it can seem scary and there could be sort of financial restraints and other factors involved depending on the person's situation. But there's nothing worse than not than regretting not trying. And um, I feel like with social media being so so free for all and so accessible, like you don't have to just wait or expect to get a job through that regular avenue of being interviewed and getting a job, but you could be spotted via your work on Instagram or your, you could, your Tumblr could be amazing or a blogger. So I, I feel like it's really about like branding yourself in a, or marketing rather yourself through social media, use it as a platform. So for instance, if it's fashion photography that you like, like start collating all your favorite fashion photographers and start taking your own pictures with friends and or with family and um everyone's everyone's um situation is is different but maybe it's a case if someone can't leave their full-time job they can't afford to then do things on the side like your weekends your evenings see what you can do within that time and um it doesn't have to you don't have to um leave your job you could just be building your portfolio up or whatever it is you're doing until you're able to leave that job and pursue what you want to pursue yeah yeah
Awesome. Awesome. Tell us a bit more about the internship. Like, how was that when you kind of first, you know, got there into the ASOS office? You know, how, I guess for people out there that really, you know, a lot of people I know do want to work for ASOS. If you can sort of speak us through what your internship was like. And obviously you loved it because, you know, you're working there today. But I'd love to hear a bit more about your experience. Yeah, I mean, being intern at ASOS was actually, um, actually really amazing and fun. I, prior to like joining ASOS and I had heard so many horror stories, not about ASOS, but more about interns who worked for fashion companies, how they'll just be treated like horrible and do like the menial jobs. But ASOS, no, it was totally different. So I specifically was working with the fashion team. So the girls were great. They were really kind, really supportive. I never felt like I was really an intern. I felt very included in as part of the team and I would do like day-to-day things like sorting out samples that was going out to press or getting samples from the buyers samples would be used by the fashion team to style up the looks so the looks you'll see online on sites or in the magazine Mm. and I'll be there'll be times where I'll spend the whole day tied in the fashion cupboard which is like literally the biggest walk-in wardrobe in the world (laughs) (laughs) where I'll just be sorting through the jewelry and then the footwear and the shoes then all the racks of clothes so just imagine like all the stuff you see on ASOS like the fashion team basically have one of each of everything not everything but most of most stuff and imagine how big that wardrobe is (laughs) that's the fashion cupboard (laughs) well I'd, um, I'd also love to hear about you know what you do now if you could kind of tell us a bit more especially like people out there that might not necessarily know what a uh, ASOS magazine assistant is I'd love to hear a bit more about your job role and what a kind of typical day looks like for you okay so yeah I'm an assistant on the magazine and specifically I'm I cover production editorial and beauty mm-hmm. my main role is in production and that includes um crediting all the fashion or shoppable pages for ASOS magazine. Okay. So if you if if you get the ASOS magazine, you see we have um, different shopping pages, we have fashion stories, we have still life pages, which we call dossier pages. And I'm responsible once the fashion team have styled those pages up, I'm responsible for collect for crediting prices and descriptions and proofreading and copy excuse me proofreading and making sure that's all correct and it goes on page Mm. myself and another person and then the editorial side of the job is more case about doing research Mm. around beauty trends future trends stuff that ASOS girl will be interested I usually concentrate mainly on beauty and then the beauty part is yeah again research going to beauty press days testing beauty products looking after the beauty cupboard which is pretty much fun um and yeah that's that's the magazine side of things that sounds so fun (laughs) and what are some of the kind of highs and lows of being a magazine assistant I love to kind of hear what you really love about your job or and then kind of the challenges as well I think what I love about my job is probably the team Mm. because I could be I could be doing the same well with a group of people that are just not helpful, not fun to work around with, but everyone is just 
we just all get on like it's it's like a family mm-hmm. but a really fun family that there's so much joke we we hardly ever stress no one's ever really snappy or anything there's not like one person who on the team who everyone doesn't speak to like we're literally like a family and like I think that's the, and it's easier you just get along with people when you like them yeah exactly ASOS magazine don't get me don't get it wrong we do have our days but where everyone's literally there to support each other so. yeah and what would you say some of the challenges are I think whereas I'm just I'm I don't really have a manager or a boss above me I do but mm. I'm just trusted to get on with my job sometimes a challenge for me is just to not to stop having fun and do my work in <laughs> all sorts of ASOS yeah you're just like oh my gosh you actually have work to do which usually results was um results in a lot of late nights but around deadline time which is annoying but it's it's just me like if yeah. I start my work earlier I wouldn't have to stay as as late yeah <laughs> <laughs> I love it awesome well thanks for all the valuable insights Debbie and now we're going into what I call the specialist talk because I know you kind of work with the editorial side of the magazine um as well as production um so I'd love to kind of hear we um have a big audience of kind of creative entrepreneurs and fashion entrepreneurs so I really wanted to get an understanding of how important do you think it is for um, new um, fashion and creative brands to create content alongside their products Um, I think it's really important because it gives your brand a voice Mm -hmm. if I think about ASOS magazine if that didn't exist customers would would only have like the site to rely on and if maybe we took out the social media sites of facebook tumblr snapchat instagram it would just be a bit it would just be it wouldn't be much of an experience yeah when you have um when you're creating content content alongside your brand you're giving it some some sort of identity Mm. and you're I guess you're you're appealing to the customer who shops with you or who, who who you're who you're targeting, but you're also inviting maybe those who don't shop with you, who are not familiar with your brand. So they can still have some sort of um, connection with your brand, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 And what advice would you give to um, fashion brands out there that want to begin to create really cool, you know, content like ASOS magazine? Do you have any tips you could give them on sort of creating really awesome stories or editorials? Yeah. Um, I think for me, I think it's about being authentic. Yeah. I mean, staying true to who, what you're about and what your brand is about. So for instance, ASOS is quite, we're very positive and like we, we, we're all about like the girl, not so much girl power, but we're all about sisterhood. So we'll never be like bitching about a celebrity or commenting, commenting negatively about, about a situation. We always like to have fun with it and make it be lighthearted, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I think being authentic is very key and just if you're authentic, no one can really take that from you, if that makes sense. Like, yes. no one can copy that. And no one, you don't need to keep up a pretense that you're trying to be something else. And um, I guess all the things that you put into your brand, the behind the scenes and, and the fun and the, and the, 
the things that the customer doesn't always cannot always see it's good to put that out there as well Mm. yes yeah completely wow thank you for sharing that debbie that was really really helpful thank you um and now we're going to go into the dream talk so i really love this part i really love to kind of get an insight to all our guests so i'd love you to tell a story of a time within your career where you literally felt like wow this is a dream come true i'm literally living my dream Oh, there's been a couple of moments. <laughs> um, I think it's when I became an ASOS insider, which initially was called a personal stylist. And um, that was, it wasn't so much the social aspect, but it was just kind of being recognised for your style yeah. and people being interested in it. Because I know I like my style, but it wasn't until I got approached by, um, approached to do the role that people were like, oh, that I thought, oh, people are actually interested in what I wear. Not that I'm dressing for other people, but when you're just doing something, because it, I guess it comes naturally to you and other people pick up on it, you kind of feel like, oh, wow, amazing. That doesn't really answer your question about a dream come true, but I think it was a, it was all the opportunities that came alongside being an insider. Yeah. So being able to shop off-site, being able to, um, being invited to events, participating in campaigns, that was like, wow, God, like for something that I downplayed for so long, I thought fashion wasn't important. Is now like, it is like important. Like people care and not even people care. Like people are interested. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I must say, I do love your style. <laughs> Everyone should go follow you. What's your, um, what's your uh, name on Instagram? It's ASOS underscore Debbie with an S at the end. Awesome, yeah, go and follow it, guys. You'll be very inspired. <laughs> and what would you say your ultimate dream is for your life? For my life? Wow. Is that career-wise? Uh, yeah. Mm. Well, just, I mean, it doesn't have to be. I just get, I quite like to just see how, you know, how you'll answer it. So it just really depends. I guess as much as I'm doing the ASOS thing, I mm. there are some personal projects I'm working on. And I just, I want to get into more original content creating if that makes sense um mm-hmm. via a blog and via some other ways as well but okay. i guess whatever it is that i'm whatever what would ha- make me happy would be me continually to do continuing excuse me to do what makes me happy and that is fashion yeah yeah yeah, yeah totally, totally. Lovely. Um, and so now a bit more about fashion and your style. Could you let us know, who would you say your fashion muse is? My fashion muse is definitely Solange. Oh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um, there's a lot of street, street, oh, excuse me, street style stars. A lot of the um, editors you see around Fashion Week. Yes. Yeah. Um. Like Caroline, Caroline Issa. I love Batgio. I like Miroslava Duma. I like Sergen. I can't pronounce her name. Ujena Sergenko. Ul- oh yeah. Ulyana Sergenko. Excuse me. <laughs> um. I think they're like the most obvious muses for me. Mm. But um, I get in. Insp- I guess. Yeah. It can, but sometimes it can just be anyone. It could be a random on Tumblr or Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And what, what would you kind of describe as like? My style. Yeah. Um, 
it's not one style, it's many styles. <laughs> but if someone just said, you know, one sentence to describe your style, what, what would be the first thing that came to mind? Um, I have to describe it as um, Hillary Banks meets Solange. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's really cool. And what would you say your favourite colour is and why? My favourite colour, red. Definitely red. Mm. Why is that? Because red lipstick is like my favourite colour. I wear it every day. It's just the norm that when I don't wear it, I, I look like, oh, what's wrong with her? <laughs> oh, really? Do you wear it all the time then? <laughs> I think it's actually quite bad. Well, what's like the best lipstick colour, would you say? I mean, like lipstick brand. Okay, it's a mixture. So I always start with an eyeliner. It's red, um, excuse me, Lord and Berry's eyeliner. Um, excuse me, lip liner, not eyeliner. <laughs> yes, lip liner. <laughs> ah, I've never heard of them. Yeah, by Lord and Berry. Okay. ASOS sell them. <laughs> <laughs> and I will start with MAC. Uh, Russian red. Yes, that is a good red. Yep, and then I'll top it off with matte Lady Danger. Oh, so three steps. Awesome. And to tell us some exciting things that you know you're doing today, uh, what kind of has you feeling really energized today in relation to you as an individual or your career? Do you know what? It's actually like speaking to you and reminding myself of where I've come from. Yeah. That may sound cheesy, but sometimes you really need to just step, pause and be like, I wasn't always doing this and I'm doing this now. It's actually amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and it just reminds I love that. Me, it really humbles me and reminds me, reminds me not to complain because while I, I do complain, I do stress at work, but I'm like, how many other people would love to be in your position? So just enjoy it while it, while it lasts because I don't know how long it's going to last for. Mm. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, and so now one of the final rounds is the triple love round. So it's just a quick one. If you could tell us a quote you love and why. Okay, it's the one by, it's one by Marilyn Monroe. Sometimes good things fall apart so better things can fall together. And I like that because life is just has its ups and downs. And sometimes when the falling apart part is happening, you're just like, gosh, what's happening? You can stress, but then give it time. Better things come around and come and better things happen. And that actually applies to my outfits like sometimes I have an outfit in mind I'm like yeah it's gonna work I pull it on it looks atrocious I'm like great I'm gonna be late for work what should I do then something I think of and something comes to mind I'm like okay put that on and that it just works I would never thought it worked yeah yeah (laughs) oh I love that I love that little story with it as well um and could you tell us a book a magazine or a blog that you love I really like the magazine magnify okay yeah it's slightly new and basically it covers faith fashion and feminism and as someone who believes in god it just ha- it's a perfect mix and it's delivered so well okay um, yeah i really I like think that. i think i've heard of that actually it's yeah it's by um it's a british magazine isn't it the editor's called ruth 
Oh yeah, I think I might have seen that. Awesome. Um, and then now an inspirational woman you love. So someone that's kind of inspired your career um, or just kind of really, you know, gets you um, really inspired, I guess. Someone who's actually inspired my career mm. was um, their previous head of buying who actually started at ASOS. She was sorry, head of, head of, head of buying at ASOS. She started when ASOS started in 20 excuse me 2001 2002 and she literally was the person who birthed ASOS collection so ASOS owned by because I think at the beginning ASOS stocked a lot of branded stuff um she no longer works at ASOS her name is her name is Mo but I read about her in look and she's a woman of color and seen someone who worked in fashion and was a head and was also a woman of colour, really inspired me to go for my dream job or dream of working at ASOS. Yeah. What's her full name? Um, oh, gosh. I cannot remember. Okay. We can always Google it. It's fine. Google I'd it. love to kind of get her on the blog as well. Amazing. Well, guys, you can find all the show notes on bemigirl.com. That's G-B-E-M-I-girl.com. Um, and last but not least, um, Debbie, what advice would you give to those out there that would like to work for their dream fashion brand and land their dream career? I would say, as I said before, go for it. Like, start where you are, whether if you can afford to leave your job and go straight into it, or whether that's just building a platform or your brand by having a Tumblr, having a blog, having a great Instagram feed, mm-hmm. which which supplements your passion, your desire to want to work in fashion. And get out there, contact people via Instagram, ask questions, go to events. London Fashion Week is a free event. You don't need a, you don't need to be front row in a seat or at a show. You can just be outside looking amazing, get street styled or street snapped whatever and network with people um yeah that's what i'll say go for it yeah, yeah. amazing well debbie let us know how can we kind of find out a bit more about your style and everything you've got going on mainly well, currently it's only via instagram yeah so we'll be launching a blog i want to say soon but <laughs> soon that will be again it's ace sauce underscore debbie s and that's, yeah, that's where you can find more about my style. Amazing. And we'll get that all on the site, guys. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Debbie. I've really, really enjoyed speaking to you. And I hope you have too. Yeah, I have. Like, it's, I'm smiling so much. Like, <laughs> <my I'm> <laughs> Amazing. Are you interested in starting a fashion brand? Well, WYD School is the new digital school for fashion entrepreneurs. Sign up to receive your free business consultation call for your new fashion startup at bemigirl.com forward slash WYD School. That's G-B-E-M-I-Girl.com forward slash WYD School. Lego. Dreamers, thank you for being with us today on Wear Your Dreams. You can find all the show notes as well as cool girl content on bemigirl.com. 
That's gbemigirl.com. We would love you to subscribe to the show. So please click subscribe now and give us a rating and review so that we can continue to inspire and push you girlies to fulfill your dream. Don't forget to follow our Facebook, Instagram and Twitter pages all at Bemi Girls. But for now, girlies, remember, anything is possible. So wear your dreams. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tapiphone.